Hi, I'm Kara Swisher, executive editor of Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's one of the interviews from the stage of the 2016 Code Conference. If you like it, please leave us a review at itunes.com slash Recode Replay. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Cynthia Germanata, and I'm the president of Born This Way Foundation, which I co-founded with my daughter, Stephanie, who many of you may know as Lady Gaga. And I'm here today to ask you to help us launch a campaign called Hack Harassment. How many of you have personally experienced online harassment? How many of you have children who may have experienced online harassment? There's quite a few. I want to tell you about a young woman named Sydney. Like most young people today, Sydney's digital life and offline life were inescapably linked. She used the internet to do her schoolwork, to communicate with her friends, and to express herself. And like most young people today, Sydney became the victim of online harassment in the seventh grade. It started when she posted a video of herself on YouTube. It seemed innocuous, just a clip of herself auditioning for a commercial. But one of her peers, a former friend, posted a parody of the video on Facebook, making fun of the way that Sydney looked and the way she talked. It was hurtful, especially coming from someone who used to be a friend. But the way everybody else seemed to be in on it was humiliating. The harassment would escalate after that and would continue for years. Sydney's attackers, her fellow students, would continue to harass her on Facebook and then instant messaging. They called her a whore and a slut and a bitch. It didn't take long before Sydney was ostracized, feeling as if her entire school had turned against her. She told her parents, who went to the school and to the school district. An administrator said there was nothing they could do because the harassment was happening online. But online harassment can have very real consequences. Sydney became terrified to go to school, you know, feeling and, and actually pretending to be sick just to avoid her abusers. But when the school year ended, they used social media to round up people to sit outside Sydney's house, and she was afraid to even step outside her own front door. Sydney was under constant pressure, becoming anxious, becoming depressed. She turned to self-harming behavior to cope and eventually became suicidal. These may have just been words on a screen. This may have just been online. But it still undermined Sydney's academic success and her physical health and her mental well-being. After years of intensive inpatient and outpatient treatment, Sydney eventually made a full recovery and is thriving today in college. But unfortunately, Sydney's story is an increasingly familiar one. I can't tell you how much Sydney's story resonates with me and with our family. As a mom, I can really understand what Sydney's parents must have gone through, watching their daughter struggle so terribly and feeling powerless to help. When my daughter Stephanie was in high school, she was undeniably unique. 
but unique can be a difficult thing to be for a kid. And her peers didn't always appreciate the things that made her different. She was often humiliated, taunted, and isolated, and it was devastating for her to experience and heartbreaking for me to watch. And when she graduated and went off to college, many of these same patterns continued. And it wasn't long after she started college at NYU that a group of her classmates started a Facebook page called Stephanie Germanata Will Never Be Famous. It was filled with posts mocking Stephanie and making fun of her music. I'm sure they thought it was funny. I'm sure they thought it was just a joke. And perhaps it wasn't as severe as what Sydney and many other young people have gone through. But it was hurtful all the same. And it was difficult, especially the impact of it was just as difficult for me to watch as it was to see those offline you know, pranks and taunts years before. Whether online or offline, the experiences that Stephanie had caused her to question her self-worth, and that self-doubt led to anxiety and depression and destructive behavior. When my daughter started touring, she would often speak about these experiences while she was on stage and actually how they affected her during her performances. And it was really helpful to her to talk so openly, and it was helpful to the young people who were listening to know that they weren't alone. And as we began touring the world together, we heard so many stories from young people who had endured similar circumstances. And whether the meanness and cruelty that they experienced had happened online or offline, the hurt was still the same. And that's why we started Born This Way Foundation. We wanted to help build safe spaces where young people could fully express themselves without fear of being harassed. We wanted to equip them with the tools they need to thrive, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. And we want to create a world that's kinder and braver, both online and offline. And that's why we joined Intel, Vox Media, and Recode to launch a campaign called Hack Harassment. We all know that the internet is an incredibly powerful tool that has transformed the global economy and revolutionized the way millions communicate, collaborate, and express themselves. But online harassment has the potential to de derail that. 40% of all internet users have been harassed. No one is immune. None of us are immune. But women, people of color, LGBTQ individuals, and young people in particular are all disproportionately affected. In fact, seven out of 10 young people have been harassed online. Now, Sydney's story shows us that these are not just words on a screen. Online harassment has the potential to be just as harmful as any other form of abuse, whether it is online or whether it is off offline and it will take a large community to actually solve it. Now, over a third of those who were harassed said that it hurt their self-esteem, and nearly a third said that they were scared for their lives. 
A few years ago, maybe a few generations ago, when a young person was being bullied like me, they could simply go home to avoid their abusers. But today, harassment can follow them anywhere. You know, every computer, every tablet, every smartphone can be a tool for cruelty and hate. And that's simply unacceptable. And we who are leading hack harassment believe that we can and should be doing a better job bringing together at this conference tech leaders, researchers, advocates, young people themselves. Together, we can reduce the severity and also the frequency of online harassment. And we can do this if we continue to elevate the conversation and to foster collaboration and to actually cultivate real solutions. But online harassment is a big problem, and it will take a big team to fix it. We already have organizations all around the world that have joined us in the fight. Groups like HeartMob and the CyberSmile Foundation are helping people who've been abused online. And the Pew Research Center is conducting crucial research into its cause and into its effects. And end users, particularly young people, they want change. They want to create an online culture that is safer and is much more inclusive but they need help, and that's where you come in. Online harassment is a collective problem, and it requires collective action to address it. And I would like to challenge all of you today to take a pledge with me to do so. Every one of you in this room right now has the potential and the responsibility, I believe, to step in and to pitch up. So I'd like you all to please take out your computers, your laptops, your smartphone, whatever you might have with you, and please take the Hack Harassment Pledge. Uh, go to hackharassment.com slash code uh, and join us. And I believe that young people like Sydney deserve it, your children deserve it, and all the young people around the world deserve to have a safe and productive experience online. Together we can hack harassment. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Remember to leave us a review at iTunes.com slash Recode Replay and be sure to check out our other podcasts. Every Monday, I host Recode Decode, a podcast about tech and media's key players, big ideas, and how they're changing the world we live in. On Thursdays, you can hear Recode Media, where Peter Kafka interviews the smartest and most interesting people in the media world. And on Friday, I host Too Embarrassed to Ask, along with Lauren Good of The Verge. You can find all these shows and more at Recode.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.